Double Match Week, Match Day 12, HFX Wanderers nil, Atletico Ottawa 2, and Match Day 13, Forge FC nil, Atletico Ottawa 1. Two big away wins at venues that we've never won before. We're making history everywhere that we go. Let's fucking go. the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan every Tuesday, all season long, giving you reactions, hot takes, and analysis, and hot takes, and you know, we're just really fucking excited today. Patty, how the hell are you doing, man? Uh, man, I am so happy right now. I think everybody out there in ATO land is just as happy as we are, so. It's a different double match day than, than last double match day, it's, isn't it? That's true. That is true. <laughs> Speaking of, do you want to hear something that's going to make gonna make you laugh it's gonna make uh, everyone laugh right? hell yeah this, i'm definitely this is down from last episode this is from last episode N- nothing about those last two games make me think we can bring any points from the rest of this road trip yeah this well, is supposed to be our guaranteed three on this run of three games away from home and if we play like that i don't see us taking any points at wanderers grounds i don't see us taking any points at tim Hortons field <laughs> <laughs> Big yikes. Big yikes. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) How's that feel? It feels good, honestly. It feels so good. Because I think we were all hoping you were wrong, and guess what? You were super wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I jinxed it in like the good way, in the best way. <laughs> Double wins, man. Double wins. Yep. Double, Double wins. wins. Carlos Gonzalez is the chosen one. We're massive. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, no. Like, we'll, I guess we'll just jump right into it, man. We beat Halifax yep. away. We beat yep. Forge away. First time in club history. Uh, it was also the first time Forge has lost two games in a row at Tim Hortons Field, which is mm-hmm. really good to put in our little feather in our little cap. Yep. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, both games were good. Um, I mean, I think the Forge game was a little more um, anxiety-inducing. Let's, go, let's call it. <laughs> Just uh, a bit. Yeah, yeah. I paid uh, nineteen ninety-five for like shitty plane Wi-Fi so I could watch it on my flight home from Europe on Sunday. So <laughs> yeah, when uh, when Ollie Bassett scored, I fist pumped and cheered so hard that I woke up the girl next to me. <laughs> I had to apologize. So uh, yeah, what a game, man. What just, what a, what two games, man? Two. We're, we're back. We're back. ATO is back yeah. after after kind of a weird couple games. We're back. Talk about talk about. Um, the perfect game plan for a road game yeah. twice in a row. I yeah. mean, that is exactly how you, I mean, that was some AT friggin M ATO shit right there. That that's how you play road games properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1000%. I mean, the, the, it's nice to see us settle in cause uh, the four, four, two was just not working and now we're running basically a four, one, four, one. Yeah. Um, it's become our regular routine. And like at the end of the day, I mean, we're, we've, we've mastered, I think under Carlos, we've mastered the low block and the game against Forge really, really, really showed that. Yep. <laughs> and you know we've mastered it because they don't shut the fuck up about it. And then the whole broadcast talking about how we're putting 11 men behind the ball. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about it? What about it? <laughs> yeah. What about it? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? I mean, yeah. it's it, Not it, shoot on target? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes. Like, to hear to hear the amount of shots that, that Halifax and Forge got off, and it's like, oh, yeah, they got seven shots, zero on target. <laughs> you love I mean, at least, to hear it. 
it's it's funny though because I mean you know Halifax probably played the better game in that respect. At least they got what maybe three or four on target, four on target, four I on think target, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so I mean they weren't you know the best, but they got some shots but on I target. Mean, four, Meanwhile, four for thirteen is not that great. <laughs> it's not that great, no. no. But that's that's also pretty typical of them. You know they they, they like to take uh, some pretty low percentage. Um, Shots. Yeah. Meanwhile, Forge sure is do. nine shots, is zero on target. So, just ugh. Chef's yeah. kiss. Yeah, so good. My favorite. Honestly, my favorite stat about the the Halifax game uh, is is we had two shots on target and two goals. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is which can also be said for, for um, the Forge, Forge game. Yeah. One two games. one shot on target, one goal. <laughs> for both two games in a row yeah. now. Yeah. So it was good, man. Um, I mean, overall game thoughts. I think that. Uh, Cargo one with the safe lineup, you know, standard against against Halifax. Um, Forge game was, I think, a little bit different. He had to rotate a couple more players in because it was only what four days later, three days, four, three, four days later. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think four. I think four days later. Yeah, thirtieth to the third. No, yeah. So yeah, so four days later, and like three days later, three days, it was Thursday and Sunday. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's classic Canada. How did we pull that off? I mean, we did it. (laughs) Two two away games, three days uh, apart. That's Yeah. But uh, I mean, I think, I think we've established ourselves. Like we talked about it, I think last week and the week before last episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah, We're like, we're like Homer Simpson in that boxing episode where we just get like the shit kicked out of us for like 75 minutes and then land the killing blow in like the last, 10 or 20 minutes yeah, we break um, and uh, you say what you say what you want to say I mean that's that's it's effective we picked up six points on the road so if it works it works it and works you know it's it's not if it's stupid and it works then it's not stupid <laughs> yeah that's a good point <laughs> yeah so I mean it's it's um let's talk about the Halifax game for a bit I want to talk about like I was really kind of relieved to see them uh collapse like that both of the teams we played in the past couple of days collapsed in one way or the other. With Halifax, it was Sam getting under Sam Salter's skin to the point where he got a second yellow for something that that was was that not a brain dead ass move? Especially oh, when one, you're already on a yellow. Yeah, one thousand percent. I mean, you can't. Why are you the last defender back in the first place? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean that's one point, but also like the fact that like he drew the yellow on a play like that. Like you're like, man, you're supposed to be there for your team uh, and and to see that happen on like an amateur hour foul like that was just I don't mean I mean I'm happy it happened for us but but yeah it was a real brain dead you know smooth brain decision I think on his part and it ended up costing them dearly um so so yeah it it really it really reminded me of um I remember last season we played a game away at Tim Hortons field and VT got like two yellow cards like in quick succession yeah and they were both fucking stupid that was what this was yeah, and I was getting really annoyed at the broadcast as well. And it's like, oh, this is a second yellow. We still don't know what the first one's for. I'm like, and then I watched the replays and again. I'm like, he got that yellow because he absolutely booted the fucking ball away when it like went out of bounds <laughs> and for for something that like was absolutely unnecessary. Yeah, and that friggin' tabla had gotten a yellow card for earlier in the game already. Well, and so. I and I think uh, I want to say Tiso got one in the Forge game for doing that exact same thing as well. Yeah. On, on that goal kick. So like you can't it, be doing that. Yeah, you you can't be uh, I mean, I get the argument of people being like, "Well, you know, the play was whatever, the whistle happened and it was like a second later, but it's like, yeah, just if you're even close to the whistle, don't send a rocket into the stands, bro." Like Nope. Nope. You got to keep a better head than that. Well, yeah. we got the we got the set piece off of it and we got one of the more janky goals I have ever seen us score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, but uh, you know, it went in. So, goal's a goal. Goal went is right a goal. His legs. 
Yeah. So, so for the game, I mean, I, I think that we played obviously a strong defensive game, a low block. Um, yeah. We're averaging like 18 tackles a game. Um, we put up 20 versus Halifax at 16 this game. Um, we were tied on intercepts, uh, way less clearances in the Forge game, which we'll talk about when we get to the Forge game. But yeah. um, I mean, passing, I think, continues to be kind of our, our main area of, yeah. of improvement. Um, you know, we were talking like 70% accurate. Like Halifax had 11% more accuracy than we did. So yeah. um, it's, it's tough because we're not a possession team. And we saw that through both games, I think, that ATO is not a possession team. We're a uh, low block hold until we get the ball and then counterattack mm-hmm. um, off off that. So, yeah, both games, I think we were under 40% possession. I think it was like 35% and 38% or something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, yeah, I think it continues to be something that we need to work on. But at the same time, when we do get the ball, we're effective with it for the most part. Um, well, that's just it, right? I mean, we have a far higher rate of forward passes like, yes. in all of these things, right? And I mean, that's why a lot of them aren't accurate because, like, you're doing a quick rush and, you know, f- up, 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 boom. And then sometimes it gets snuffed out and da da da. So, you know, you finish with whatever 70, 71% accurate passes. But it's to be expected with that style of play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that we, we can't emphasize, and I, <laughs> I don't think we can emphasize enough how instrumental our defenses in in yeah. this style of play like yeah. it's it's just yeah it's just it's brilliant to watch and it's funny because like during the broadcast uh i heard uh, i don't know the announcer he was like he was like yeah like all it takes is is falling asleep for one second to to get dunked on by whatever team you're playing so it's yeah. so you you have to play a 100 percent accurate 100 percent all-in defensive game and if you screw up even once even one yeah. player screw up one time can yeah. cost you and it didn't so double clean sheets um so i, I think that speaks volumes to to yeah. the defensive game that we're playing well i mean we we would say stuff like this last season as well it's like man we're playing this defense defensive style game but we're not good enough to do it so that's yeah. why it doesn't <laughs> like come off properly right yeah but here sure. the, it just it just shows how different things can turn out when you really have that concentration you have that shit togetherness yeah and you have I, th- a coach I think that can organize yeah. a good defense you have leaders but that's just it and I, I think that that the lineup of of becky espeo acosta and tiso have blended together so well now and it's i mean it's it's a weapon that like we didn't have last year and mm-hmm. and i think cargo is like ham like hammered down on them them doing what they're doing right now and it's great to see because you see it on the amount of shots versus the amount of shots on target, or you'll see it on low possession, but look at the number of tackles in a game or successful mm-hmm. tackles or shots blocked yeah. even. Like, and again, yeah. we're gonna probably talk about a lot of shots blocked because there was a shit ton of them. In the Forge game, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So, um, so yeah, so for the Halifax game, I, I think we, we played well. Um, yeah, the, the second goal was, was super janky. Um, Ollie Bassett Man, is a is I, a is a legend from a from a set piece. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. that guy's good. No, that goal. Well, that was that was that was the opening goal. Yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, and, yeah, and um, yeah. No, it was it was it was wonderful. I love how it, I can't believe he like tried to that in the first place because obviously like I know we've looked at his set pieces sometimes and like the corner sometimes it hits 
doesn't go past the first man or not, and we're like, mm. oh, is, is he the best set piece taker? We I know we've talked about that before in previous episodes. Yeah, we've criticized he knew exactly him for sure. what he, he knew exactly what he was doing there. Yeah, he well, was I, trying to catch. He's probably looking at him. He's like, man, this guy has a howler or two in him every game. Probably one of the weaker keepers in the league. I'm gonna try and fucking catch him off guard with something. He yeah, has a perfect Ox- angle for a right footer like him. Yeah, Oxner is like the Death Star exhaust port of Halifax. <laughs> like honestly, yeah, he and they'll is, be the first one to tell you that. Too. Like, exactly, because I because I do think that Halifax is a strong team and we, we, we've seen them play some really really good games um, since then they've been plagued by injuries and I mean I'm not going to say like we're happy about it I mean we're happy about it because when we play them they have less players but at the same time like uh, I'm not going to hold too much against them because I think they're just doing the best with what they got and they, they did play a decent game but we were just able to capitalize finally able to capitalize on some some major chances yeah, and I mean, well, their their big replacement for for uh, Joao being out is you know Sam Sam Salter in the Golden Boot race, and you know we saw him drop an absolute stinker. So I mean, you know, they're kind of historically a, like a one, uh, like you know, put all your eggs in one basket with this with the one good player, and if that's if if that player drops a friggin' drops a stinker, then you know your whole game plan kind of goes out the window. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we've t- I think we've talked about I mean in a bunch of games so far this season. I mean, we're what almost halfway through the season. I think most players, bar like Becky Bassett, yeah, maybe just Becky Bassett, Espeo, maybe. Um, I don't think we've really not discussed areas for improvement on players on our team and I, I think that that speaks to the depth of our bench um, yeah. because players end up in the in the standouts they end up in the disappointments you know they end up kind of in the middle middle so we you know yeah you, we might have a star player and everyone talked about it before you know I think both games or whatever they talked about it at the start of the season where they're like oh I let Quattawa signs Baloo Tabla and everyone was like oh he's the golden child of the league and he's going to do all this crazy stuff and it's like okay but when Belu doesn't have a good game, we're still okay. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's yeah. not like Halifax who loses one of their key players and completely collapses. So yeah, no, it's it's everyone has really you know pulled their weight this yes, season so yeah. far, and it just it, it goes to show how much more there's like a like a camaraderie and like togetherness with this team. Yeah, which is I mean it's it's so good to see and like yeah. on and off the field like seeing these guys kind of you know on social media or like interacting with the fan groups or whatever going to do like charity events you, you can tell that there's more than just I mean I talked about it it's 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 there's sometimes there's more than just stats and there's more than just things you know on paper that we see um, yeah. and I think they have that little bit of magic and I I have to give credit where credits due I think a large part of that is because of Carlos Gonzalez. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I'll put Carlos behind that. And, you know, I'll put Kwesi Loney behind that too. Yes. I think that coaching staff in general is just—they've really got their fucking head on straight. <laughs> um, one thing we could talk about those four yellows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's it's 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 scary because we've got you know I think during that game we had like Sissoko, Vlad, McKendry, and Ollie all with yellows, which is like basically our entire midfield line. That's dangerous. I mean, we don't want. I don't think anybody wants a clean sweep of of that. I mean, is that going to happen? Probably not. But mm. would a second yellow for one of them be devastating to the team? I don't think so either. I just I just think that we're we're running a risky game. And I mean, I know that Canada Premier League, Canada soccer refs are very card happy um, to the detriment of the league. But mm. at the same time, like that's one of the areas that I think we just need to be more concerned about is some yeah. of the yellows we took were just fuck really just really dumb yellows. Like you're and like, they eh, were and like, they were yellows too. Yeah. It was, it was, so, it was rough. so they were just fa- <laughs> they were just like messy fouls. You're like, all right, yeah. like guys, we're supposed to be better yeah. than that. So yeah. I think that as long as we can keep in mind that on any given match day, the refs are have you know have that 
that little pack of cards ready to go. You know, I think that we need to keep that in mind because if we don't, we're going to start drawing shitty fouls like that, and it sucks. So. And then we're start going to be we're start we're going to start losing players on accumulation, and that's which we don't want, thing. obviously. Yeah. Absolutely, you no, know, we don't want that. I mean, like like you said, if, if Ollie or McKendry or Suzuko, like if if one or two of them, we have to lose them for a game. And it's not one that we strategically are resting them for. If it just gets thrust upon us, it's that could you know that could be terrible. Yeah, it could derail whatever Carlos is putting together. And I mean, exactly. I think I think we saw it game to game too. Like we saw, I think part of uh, McKendry not starting the second game may have been that reason. Sissoko as well. Like Vlad started to get the game against Forge, but was a sub in the first game and whatever. So I so I think that. That it sucks that that has to be a factor that we have to consider on top of everything else of like having two two games in four days. Like mm-hmm. cards, accumulative cards shouldn't be an issue the way yeah. that it was an issue in those two games. But yeah, but they managed to keep their hands clean in the Forge game, which was really refreshing. I mean, minus Tiso, I guess. But yeah, we only had the one. Uh, we just had the one yellow. Yeah, yeah so one, one yellow so that whole game. Forge game. I gotta talk. <laughs> Forge game. Sixteen fouls, two yellow cards. I'm like that yeah. is a, the level of of caliber of officiating that we deserve in this league because mm-hmm. 30 plus fouls like two reds eight yellow like that's ridiculous absolutely yeah. ridiculous but you know to me like when we see a game like that it's it's yeah okay it's chippy whatever guys guys get especially on some of the i'm going to call them like rivalry games uh halifax has a really strong fan base so uh, and we're playing in halifax at wanderers grounds so that's that's a tough matchup for us and then when we're playing forge who have a really strong record at home you know never lost at home two games in a row they're coming off of a loss uh against um york i think valor or valor sorry yeah so they're coming off of york uh loss against valor so it's tough to like go into those games and not well have to like play conservatively because you have cards so yeah. Uh, I, I got to, you know, hats off to the ref uh, for the Forge game. I think it was uh, Car- Carly Shaw McLaren. Yeah, she yeah. was absolutely excellent. Like, yep. she should ref every game for the rest of the league at all all year, in my opinion. Um, because no, she was it, great. And yeah. she, didn't back, she didn't back down getting yelled at by Beardman either. Which yeah, yeah, which, I mean, we'll, we'll address a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get but, there. Uh, but, yeah, so... <laughs> So excellent game against Halifax. I think that that it was proof is in the pudding. Um, coming off of the the L versus Edmonton, is, that's a tough yeah. loss. Um, but I think that Carlos really reshaped the team into what we needed them to be, and they pulled off a W, a, a multi goal W, which we needed yeah. for our goal differential. <laughs> well, that's just it, right? We don't win. We don't win by more. Uh, we're we're a big a big one nil team. Which is, which I mean, results are results, I mean, right? Like, if it works, it works. But yeah. I mean, you no, know, seeing that second one go in, I was like, seeing the, a game get killed off is nice because we never see that. Um, yeah, because we, you we don't, don't, <laughs> we'll score a goal and then it's like everyone's just nervous for the next twenty minutes. Yeah, of the game. exactly, exactly. Yeah, which so is what happened on Sunday. So. And and like that that goal was so sweet too. Like uh, uh, Miguel basically yes. interse- intercepting a pretty bad ball out and then just slaloming through like two or three defenders. And Bro, then freaking he was and, an oh. absolute rocket on that play i was like yeah. it was a heat-seeking missile he got the so ball where did and, this come from yeah and he and he just like yeah you're right he slalomed them like they were like little lip plastic flags on a ski hill yeah. in quebec and yeah. then just like rocketed <laughs> shot into the net past the keepers so like, you know where what? the fuck did this come from 
But I think that's that's classic Miguel, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I and I think everybody on the bench, uh, on the, watching at home, watching at the GCP, we, we love love to see Miguel play like that because we yeah. know he has it in him. And then when you see those, you're just like, ah, this is why we love him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so sometimes he just comes out with. Well, I mean, that's obviously that's what his his third goal, I think, in in the red and white stripes now. Yeah, yeah. I believe he uh, had two last season, and now he's got one already this season. Yeah. It's excellent, excellent. Yeah. What yeah. a great pickup. And the craziest part is, you know, I think he was playing, what, fourth division in Spain? Something like that. I think. I mean, he definitely wasn't higher than second or third. Yeah. So, so and then to, for him to come over to our, like, top tier division, you know, and play like that is just, uh so good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we've obviously got him on our standout list that we're, we'll get to oh, later yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk. Uh, we, we will yeah. talk about St. Miguel. It's we great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, maybe get a little more gr- gritty into the Forge game. So, you know, talking about, um, you know, the specifics. Obviously, we were still pos- even less possession in that one. Yeah. 35% possession i mean we're talking 70 percent pass 70 ish percent passing which seems to be our, our our standard i think a lot of that passing low passing percentage though is just us dumping the ball out during like the first half of the game um essentially whenever we got possession there was there was very little dribbling there was very little kind of pass and, and play unless we had an opening and it was just a lot of kicking the ball out of mm-hmm. the zone and then letting them like oh well you know forge got it back and like now they're attacking again um, but but I think that's but I think that's just and it was frustrating to watch I think as a, as a fan or as a you know someone watching the game like it's super frustrating because you're like guys mm-hmm. just like take one second to look where you're gonna kick this ball yeah. but sometimes they really didn't have the luxury of that and they were just like well I just need to get it out of the six yard box <laughs> like yeah. so well sometimes we get and it's I mean that's that's what happens when you sit low right you get yeah. pressed because you you invite that pressure and I mean. Like so, so we so, watching our goal kicks sometimes still is just mm. really sort of upsetting. It is. Like I, I think there is at least twice in the in the last two games we've had you know goal kicks uh, out of bounds and there's just there's just no excuse for that. You know what I mean? And, and, and well, and, but we weren't alone either because I think Henry put a, put one or two out of bounds as well. Um, so that's so just because he sucks. Though, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. we, he, there was no pressure behind there. It was, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 kind of telling of our long ball play. Like, we're talking, yeah. I mean, if we look at the stats for our long balls, we're 32 of 64. So, like, 50% of our long balls went to the other team, which yeah. is ridiculous. Like, that's too way too many. Um, and, you well, know, they shouldn't even be considered long balls at that point. That's just dumping it out and clearances. You yeah, know what I mean? like, yeah, well, that's just it. And, like, and I mean, Forge played their long balls, I think, better than we did. Um, but yeah, I think it's 30, uh, 36%, I think went to us. Um, but when you look at clearances, which you were just talking about, Ottawa, 27 clearances, Forge, (laughs) three, (laughs) (laughs) which is a ridiculous stat, like absolutely ridiculous. Like pants on head, ridiculous. Like that's, it makes zero sense when you look at the stats of the game, but then when you watch it, you're like, oh, it's because their defense is incredible at kicking out corners, tearing down set pieces, crosses were just like, I mean, the aerial duels in the the 18-yard box for us were excellent, and a lot of the ground duels were too, and, and that's what was able that's that's what we were able to use as our tool to shut down a forge offense that generally runs very hot um you know forge is a very uh, offensive team Uh, bobby smirniotis has has built the team that way so from the very first whistle i think that was a concern for everybody is like how is ottawa's defense which traditionally so far this season has played well 
going to stack up against a Forge offense that also has played well. And I mean, we saw it, 27 clearances, like, good God. Uh, I think I think well, For, Forge tweeted out uh, that like a brick wall meme at some point yeah, or like yeah. whatever. And it was lovely to see all of the counters to it. And if you haven't seen them, like jump on Twitter and <laughs> check them out. But like literally it was just like, guys, if you're going to tweet that out, like the, the, the real brick wall is at ATO. <laughs> like, yeah, let's exactly. be real. Well, I mean, they cursed themselves, right? Like ever after after tweeting that they lost two games in a row at home. So I know, which is hilarious. And also all the sh- all. I think I read a stat. It was like after that tweet, all three shots on target went in the net. Or two shots on target had gone in the net. Yeah, yes. after tweeting about uh, Tristan Henry being a brick. So player. you know, pro t- pro tip for Forge social media: maybe don't post that stuff before. Well, you know. especially completely like there's no need for it. It was the day before the next game. You hadn't played for like ten days. There was just. When, big, when you're big just brick farming wall for, vibes. Yeah, just farming for easy content and like a slow afternoon as the admin, and then it's like completely backfires. You're like, oh shit. Big, big brick wall vibes, except they didn't use any mortar between the bricks. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, but so I mean, I, we, you're right. It's like as far when it was brick walls, you're t- you, you were like they're an attacking team. They scored 21 goals this season, mm-hmm. and that that game was essentially the meme of like an unstoppable force hitting an immovable object. Yeah, for sure. And and I mean, I have to give credit where credits due. I think that our defense played. Oh my god, so well. Like, uh, and again, I'm not going to jump into. I mean, I will later talk about standout yeah. players, and we we'll talk about some players. I think we both have on our lists, but yeah. but. I also think part of the credit is, I mean, they just, they, they <laughs> just couldn't finish. Like they, they were basically Atletico Ottawa, like earlier this season, yeah. like some of those chances. I'm like, bud, like you don't take two touches on that. Yeah. You just, no, the, you just, the, the ter- yeah, the Terran Campbell, like taking yeah. a touch instead of hitting it first time. And there was, there was like, we got, we did kind of get a little lucky in a lot of yeah. the times. Right. I mean, like there was constant waves of pressure constant passes slicing through and then guys getting in behind the back line and just ugh. but our defense bailed us out every they bailed single us out time every time, every exactly. time. so they you know hats off to the boys uh yep. in the in the back line um well i mean one thing that we did improve on drastically was during the force game we had 16 interceptions mm-hmm. which uh is a season high for us honestly that, um that's huge yeah, so, and I mean, I think that, I want to say it was Joey, I think, talked about it during the hot stove, um, where he said, you know, like, that's one of our areas of weakness. So, I mean, you know, maybe, you know, Cargo, if you're looking for a strategy consultant, <laughs> <laughs> jump on the hot stove and listen to guys like Joey talk about stats, yeah. um, and, and well, because, he, because it was a non-issue, honestly, for the game, um, yeah. which is excellent to see, because, again, I think that that is something we've struggled with during the, the season if we're playing well in the midfield, it's not a problem, but it's like, mm. even if we have like a, a mediocre midfield game, which we've had a few, um, it, it drastically cuts those stats because we're not bothering. I don't, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to say I'm not bothering, but like it's guys aren't putting the, the extra little bit of oomph or whatever you want to call it in to, to try and even, even get to those balls that, you know, a guy's passing in a triangle or two dudes are doing a give and go or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we had 16 interceptions, which is excellent. Like that's to me what we should be looking to, to replicate every game. And I think, I feel like if that was really specific to that game, because I mean, we all, we just talked about how attacking forge can be. So, I mean, you know, you can't intercept a ball that doesn't try and get past your back line. So they were constant, constant waves of pressure. Um, we sure. also just because we were sitting so low and like like Jimmy Brennan said this on the broadcast as well he's like the reason they're sitting so low 
is because Forge is has a really good habit of getting behind your back line. Yeah, when and we saw we saw that, I think what they had uh, like how many off seven offsides? Seven. Yes. Which yeah, is insane. And like I think three of them were <laughs> were uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was three of them were uh, was it Campbell maybe? Um, oh no, it was Welshman. Welshman had three, so he had like yeah. half fifty percent. And every time yeah. he got caught offside, he threw his hands up, and you could see like he's like, ah, shit, because <laughs> he got caught by our, our offside trap. And and again, yeah. I think that is another you know card that our defensive line plays constantly is that offside trap, mm-hmm. and and it's super effective against a team like Forge because they're so aggressive and offensive and they want to get those balls and they almost lose sight of the line on the defense and mm-hmm. focus on the ball and then as soon as you do that that's where the offsides are going to come off and yeah. and we took so much advantage of that which was really great to see honestly mm-hmm. all game no you know like drawing seven offsides is, is a really well organized uh, defensive offside trap. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean that's just that's just absurd. Yeah, and every time they did it, I was like golf clap. <laughs> every time yeah. I was like golf yeah, clap exactly. for the boys <laughs> again, again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So so rest of the game. I mean, uh, we talked about Ollie. You know, he's he's our he's our you know Northern Irish long bowman. Just the, his his man his set piece kicks. He kicked over the wall in both games. I think over the wall to the perfect position to catch both keepers off off guard and it was yeah. funny watching like in this game in for the forge game <clears throat> watching henry try and prep the wall for that uh and then watching him like move around the field and try and get a good look and then he, he looked ready and then ollie kicked it and it was like he might as well have not even been in the net <laughs> <laughs> like, and i know there's a lot of people out there uh and by people i mean salty forge fans who are like, well, you know, there was, you know, he was, Shaw was in the wall. Okay, Shaw oh, was. you mean Gareth Wheeler? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that guy. I want to be like Gareth, like, you, you just maybe wear some looser pants so that some blood can flow to your brain during your. Well, during also, like, maybe, maybe, maybe just, I mean, you, you cannot be, well, actually, you know, we're going to get this to a mailbag question later, but it's, it's like, it's just, it's just rough to see. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Like, if it's going to be a mailbag, let's, let's, let's wait. Because <laughs> yeah, we'll I know we, we, we have the tendency sometimes to do that um but yeah so so i think that it was a, it was an excellent kick on you can't there was it was perfect an absolutely yep. perfect set piece mm-hmm. um so and it's we've seen ollie continue to do that so keep it up ollie you're doing great yep. um yeah i mean i, I think we've our, now overpat we've you have as many wins as we had last season or we, we over, overpassed we, by uh, one now i think so we have more we were i think cargo's one game away from mista's career wins as head coach <laughs> after 13 games so say what you want about coaching for the Atletico Ottawa but when you got the right person in the job uh, it can make a huge difference and I mean Mista had a great career as a player um, but as a coach I mean you look at the diff- the difference between him and Carlos like in the atmosphere in the locker room yeah. um, you know there's that funny meme of like Mista in a sweater like angry and then it like cuts <laughs> away to cargo winking <laughs> it's like one of my favorites um, but but yeah so so I think that Carlos has, has done a lot to, to build the team to where we are now and it's really funny to think about like we're halfway through the season and he's already almost tied Mista's career wins uh, yeah, at no, exactly. so it's just um, it's very much like it's the op- it's like here is someone who absolutely is not like out of their element they are not out of their depth like he, this is 
probably exactly a good level for him where he can thrive. And then, you know, I'll be surprised if we get more than, you know, one other season out of him and he's moved on to like somewhere higher. Like, it's I, just. I think so. And it, it's funny because, like, coming off this in the offseason, everyone was kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, oh, he's the coach of the under 23 Kuwait team. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, has it, have you ever watched them play? No, no one really has. Well, that's just it. <laughs> I, I, like, I mind for like friggin' video footage of it as well. And I'm like, okay, like, video footage for a coach is a little bit more not as helpful especially when that coach comes right out to the front and says I don't really have a style I just play what I need to play to win the game and I'm like okay none of this scouting is going to help me get excited for anything the best part of that is that doesn't help you get excited about Carlos Gonzalez but then Halfway through the season, you're like, oh, my God, this man is a genius. <laughs> he is a superstar. You're like, holy shit. He was not kidding. He's like, oh, just build the team to win games. And like, yeah. yeah, they're not sometimes pretty. But like, look at us on the table. We're tied for first midway through the season. We were last place last season. Yeah. And we're halfway through the season, roughly. And we're sitting tied for first place. And not yeah. by like a little bit. Like, it's us and Cavalry far and away. So, so like... Yeah. Good God. Like whatever. Like, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm drinking the Carlos Kool Aid, as we yeah. would say. Oh no, hell yeah. Well, the, well, the thing is, like, we're second and behind us in third is Pacific with 20 points. Yeah, they're four points back from us right now. For four points back from us, and we have a game in hand. Exactly. So, so like, whatever. We're massive. That's just how it is. We're just massive. I mean, <laughs> seven wins already, and it's funny. We say 13 games, but one of those games he was actually suspended for. So we got seven <laughs> wins in 12 games. <laughs> the, the man's win percentage is like 56, Ridiculous. 57 percent. It's it's, it's, it's so just, it's so good. It's so good, and it, yeah. I mean, we love to see it. Um, so, so for the Forge game, I mean, I, I think this game for us was a was like, I mean, if I would describe it in like a word, I would say like combo breaker. Like yeah. we we've lost six times to Forge, and it turns out seventh time is the charm. Apparently, yep. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's great to, for us to beat them. Um, did we deserve to win? I mean, I think you could argue that we didn't. Um, there is an argument to be made there. Um, you know, we didn't make the best choice of the attack. Uh, Carlos managed to, I think, mitigate that with his subs because, man, that guy is, he's just a submaster. Yeah, um, he's a submaster. Yeah, sure. but, uh, you know, did Forge deserve to lose? Absolutely, they deserve to lose. God, they I played think a that's probably game. a good way of putting it. Of putting it, it's like yeah. they definitely deserve to to lose. Whether we deserve to win or not is a doesn't matter. Debatable, <laughs> but it, exactly. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I mean, I think that they went into this game maybe taking Ottawa less seriously because, you know, even like, and I guess probably everyone else out there. I looked at our our, yep. our games coming up. I'm like Halifax, bit of a challenge, but like it's winnable. And then I was mm. like Forge Cavalry. I was like, oof, boy. Like I was like, I'd be happy to pick up three. Four four points. I'd be happy to go four points in three games, and now we're sitting at six, two games in. So like, yes, yeah. But I mean, you're right. Like forge away is generally a write off for me. It's like, yeah, we only just got our first goal against them in our last game. Well, so not, like, okay, not only forge. that, they have a, a record. Uh, I mean, we we talked about it. Like, yeah, they they played a stinker against Valor and lost, but Forge has never lost at home two in a row. Never in the history of their uh, of their club has never done that until we rolled into Tim Hortons Field <laughs> and trounced the, the shit out of them. So, um, I mean, yeah, it was a great game. I, I think that everyone that watched it lo- loved to see that kind of game uh, after the first half. First 45 minutes, we were all on the edge of our seat. I think I was definitely on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Um, I think I had to pee like three times on the plane. <laughs> I like, yeah, so I was just like, Ugh. so... 
Um, but at the same time, as soon as Ollie scored and the boys settled down, I was just like, okay, all they need to do now is just hold, park the bus. They just got to park the bus because we're not, again, we're not, a, we're not a team that wins, you know, seven, nothing fourth, four, one, whatever. Um, so they did it and it's fun to watch if you if if you're a fan of any other league it's super frustrating when another team does this to you <laughs> but we are so good at it <laughs> like so good at it um, so it's it's funny because I think that if you've been to the dub um, and a lot of people out there have been to the dub and the other team starts doing this when they're leading in like the late second half you're like oh fuck these people like, get off the field like <laughs> roll your ass off and like, get off the touchline yeah. but then when we do it you're just like you know it's like that that birdman meme where he's like rubbing his yeah, hands together <laughs> so um so you'll love to see it um yeah. uh, during the game though i mean like i gotta i gotta i gotta call out our left side uh which continues i think to be something that like i hate so our right, our right side of the field is excellent. Um, mm-hmm. our, our left side, particularly, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to call it Tiso directly, but, <clears throat> but that side of the field generally is where the offense of the other team generates most of their chances. Yeah. Because you've got a, their, right, their right-footed you know, strikers or offense are coming down our left side, and that's probably our weaker side. And it was frustrating because I, I, to watch... Our defenders, whether it was Tiso or Balu Tabla or whoever on the left side, constantly get beat by like a like a basic level give and go mm-hmm. to the touchline was so frustrating because I'm just like they would basically pass it, receive it again, and then cross it across the six yard box. And I think we got lucky. Honestly, we did. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't make the best choices, and it, I, I think that in those moments, like. If it wasn't for our defense and Nathan Ingham having uh, the game sense that he has, it w- this could be a completely different discussion about the game against Forge. Well, yeah, I mean, our amount of like block shots, like all all of the shots were were blocked by our back line, and like the amount of will- the willingness they had to just sacrifice their body and throw themselves in front of a shot, so that like it, there was no chance it was even going to make it to the net, let alone into the net, was just. You can't you can't play this type of game without that type of grit and determination in your back line, and and we have it in spades. We're so lucky. Yeah, you could say we have it in espados. Espades. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone, for that for that uh, terrible joke out there. What's your what's your go- here's here's my mailbag question for you since I love throwing <laughs> these mailbag, in earlier your in the pre, game. Your pre mailbag mailbag question. All right, let's what's hear your it. what's your Benifer, uh combined nickname for Becky Espeo? <laughs> You know what the, the funniest thing is? I actually like put one together and then I read it and I was like, that makes zero sense. I think yeah. I called it, uh, <laughs> uh, I think I called it, um, it was, be, it was Bespeo Costiso, Bespeo Costiso, like, <laughs> which is like way too long, way too long. Um, but if anyone out there, uh, you know, in the, in the, the pod sphere wants to yeah. DM us with their sweet Benefer for our defense uh yeah, yeah go for it and then we can start calling them that during future yeah. podcasts <laughs> and if you want to keep it with just like the cbs maybe like especky especky or or bespeo bespeo is pretty good bespeo that is pretty that is actually pretty good uh so, so maybe that that's, maybe that's what we'll go with yeah i mean that's a great uh 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 that's a great note to, tr- to pivot to standout players on isn't it let's do it let's do it yeah. so um all right uh first and foremost let's talk about the man of the match drew yep. 
fucking Becky. Good God. God. I love watching Drew play in the CB role. And it's funny because most teams, or really just most fans out there, if you're like, oh, who's your favorite player? They're like, I love Messi. You're like, I'm a big, you know, Mo Salah fan. Or like, I really like, you know, whatever. for. And it's like, how many people are like, I like watching a defender, a center back play. I love watching Drew Becky out out there on the field. And I think that every single game he proves why he belongs on this team why he belongs in the starting 11 and why he belongs wearing that captain armband Mm -hmm. because it's not only like his ability as a player because he has that you know in in buckets but Mm -hmm. it's also his ability to control that back line and it's 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 so important for our team in the way that we play and the way that carlos has, has designed our strategy that we have someone back there that has that maturity and that like leadership to say like okay if we're going to play this game and we're going to play eight guys back on, on defense, essentially, yeah. um, someone needs to coordinate that. And it's, mm. it is tough because, like, at least from where Carlos is standing, he can generally see the shape on the field or whatever. But, you know, you've got Becky who's playing in the game. So not only is he playing the ball and playing out on the field, but he's also directing the other people. And, and it's awesome. I mean, the guy had – he won 100% of his duels against Halifax, 100%, 100% dual success rate. Um, And you know, his his performance against Forge, like a man, the guy, he's a masterclass. Every time we watch him play, like he leads the counters, you know, he, he's able to put his body in the way. I think he took a took a ball off the nose. Uh, I think it was a corner or something. And he was crying. And I like watched him. He's like, just like do hand wiping the tears away. And I was like, that's our man. That's our boy right there. Yeah, well, that's just like, well, because sometimes it hits you in the head somewhere. And like, you 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 just start crying. Like, it's just your body re- yeah. reacting to it or whatever. And I remember the, the quote on the broadcast was smiling through the tears. Like, literally his, bo- his body is crying, but his, his heart is smiling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because he just blocked a you know a blast shot on the net, so it, yeah. I don't know. It's so yeah, Drew, you belong on here. You you deserve the man of the match, one hundred percent, which is awesome to see because most of the time they're like Gatorade decides that it's the goal scorer that wins yeah. the man of the match, and in this yeah. case, no shade to our next person on the list, but mm-hmm. but yeah, Drew, you deserve to be man of the match for that game. Okay. Um, so speaking of uh, Ollie Bassett, <laughs> like our Ollie fucking Bassett, Ollie Thanks fucking Bassett, like our our Perret, he's he's on our list every goddamn week, and I yeah. love it. <laughs> I, I love how he's just like so good that he's just like, well, I'm on the team of the week. Like I think he's been on the team of the week like six times, five, it's five something t- like that. Six yeah, times. A, he's on it's it at least week five or too. six so, times. So yeah. so officially, I think it's six times this week. Um, you know, he played excellently. I think his his passing was solid and accurate. I mean, he, yeah, he made a few errors. But I mean, who hasn't out there on the field, especially against mm. a team like Forge, who are yeah. who are? Because if you're playing in the middle of the field where all you plays against a team that's so aggressive, you're gonna you're gonna give up a few, I think. Yeah. Um, but like he has turned into like a set piece sniper, and I love it. And like he's just man, he's like he's red. Yeah, you know, see what see what I did there. Uh, red hot every <laughs> every single week. So. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I have a six-year-old, so I'm allowed to make those jokes. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, he continues to put on these performances. And, like, I love when he shushes, like, other teams' support yeah, sections. It's like his visit. It's his fucking move by now. I know. But it's so good because I think I saw uh, Atletico Ottawa posted a side-by-side, and it was both of his shushes. And I was yeah. like, 
that's the level we're at right now. Yeah. Um, and they were yeah, both at Tim Hortons Field. He's done it there twice. <laughs> yeah, which is so good. And then he did it again when he scored that goal in Halifax. He like yeah. he did it to the Halifax fans. So it was wonderful. keep doing that. Um, but Ollie Bassett, you are just a legend. And we love to have you on the field. Never leave us. <laughs> Play for us forever. Um, so, yeah. And then probably my third I'm going to put is, uh, you know, I, I mentioned him earlier, St. Miguel. Uh, Miguel yep. Acosta, he has been instrumental, I think, on our backline, especially on the right, um, you know, wing. He saved two, like two of the goal, two of those chances that Forge had should have been goals, mm-hmm. and the only reason they weren't is because Miguel took one, I think, off the leg, and the other one off his face. Yeah. <laughs> like, he got there in time. He put his body on the line. For me, Miguel Acosta was my man of the match for the Forge game. Yeah, and he he was incredible. And like not only that, his ability to turn the Jets on on the wings and for those quick counters mm-hmm. kept the pressure off just enough. Like I mean, our, our defense was under pressure, I think, the whole game. Mm-hmm. But he was able to kind of just open the pressure valve, just let a little bit out enough that we were able to keep our shape. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, he's a stud. He's a key piece to our back four. Um, and I, I, I'm so glad that he scored against Halifax. <laughs> like, I'm so glad he got a goal. And h- how good was that goal? No, it was stupid. It was, it was like that. that's 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 some like you know goal of the week, goal of the month type of shit there. Like yeah, you know it wasn't it wasn't a wonder strike from far out, but it was just like you literally just turned like the reserve jets on and just freaking powered through like two or three different. It was like he was playing FIFA and he was just like mashing X. No, exactly, <laughs> he was like exactly. running down the field. Yeah. Like you're you're like well, I don't need that much skill. I'm just gonna be really fast. Well, it's exactly like FIFA because it's like basically just the when you just pick the first player that's closest to the ball and just run right at it and get it and then just like carry it around and don't even pass it to anyone. Like that was. And they have like a max stamina bar and you're like yeah. you're like I'm just gonna use this all up in one play. <laughs> Yeah, total so, FIFA goal, and yeah. Miguel's like just absolute seamless transition to be able to switch between center back and 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 um, uh, right back. But but depending on what phase of play we're in, is just I don't know. I didn't realize. Well, I remember at the beginning of the season we talked about him subbing into that position as well, and like he just has made that his own. Yeah, and I, I think that it just shows the, the growth of the team over time, right? Like, yeah. this team started, I mean, if you think back to, like, our first few games of the season, I mean, I think the team was obviously, like, far and away better than the team of last year. Mm-hmm. But do I think that the team at the beginning of the year could be sitting halfway through the season in first place or tied for first place and only below Cavalry on goal differential? No. Fuck no. Like, us, like if that was the team we were playing with, like... You know, I think we'd be mid-table. Yeah. But, I mean, now we're tied for first. So, like, we're doing something right. And by we, I mean Carlos Gonzalez. And also us, because, you know, they listen to us, obviously, every week. And Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as much as we, like, as we puff our chests out and say, you know, we're going to win the league. We're massive. Da, 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 it's like, okay, we're not going to sit here and say that we expected us to be top of the league. <laughs> I mean, most that's of just it. What, that's just what we say out loud so that, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't seem as vulnerable as we actually are when we're sitting here, like, fucking biting our nails that entire Forge game and being like, oh, we're going to concede and we're going to lose because that's what Ottawa does. <laughs> yeah, we're so used to losing in the city that like it's it's super refreshing when we win. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, so I mean, it's, you know, when we talk about Miguel and, and Becky being on the on the the back line, like speaking of the back like the back four, like Acosta, Becky, Espeo, and Tiso slash Neba. Like at what point do we start just calling them the best defense in the CPL? Because like to me, after the Forge game, like the time is now. They are the best defense in the entire league. That that well, crew. The thing is, we used to all, we used to keep talking about um, 
you know, for, for I know for a long time it was like, okay, York and Forge, we were calling like the best yeah. defenses in the league. But I mean, like, look at York in the in the past like five games, they've sh- they've shipped like. Oh boy, York is a dumpster fire. Like what a like dumpster fire of a team. <laughs> they are just nose diving right now. Which I which mean, is Forge great to see. And, you know, it's fantastic. <laughs> and I mean, Forge just lost two games in a row. Like Forge is the only team that's conceded less goals than us. York has conceded the same amount of goals as us. However, York is sitting on a minus six GD right now. We just hit plus one. Yeah, yeah, not we, only we, that, we, York is York is very close to being bottom of the table as well. No, exactly. They're only one point off. Of <laughs> They're one point off of I mean, Edmonton. So, <clears throat> like, consider the fact that we've conceded thirteen goals this season, and six of those were in the same game. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, we can. I, I know at the time we kept saying, "Oh, it's an outlier. It's an outlier," and people were like, "Ah, right, we'll see. We'll see." It's, Guess it's, what? It's pretty, it is an outlier. <laughs> it's pretty fucking clear at this point that that was an outlier. Yeah, and I mean, I, and again, I know that you and I talked about it when we beat Valor in the first game we had after that that drubbing. We were like, "Ah, well, you know, it's it's over. It's over." And like, I think that the proof is in the pudding. Like, look at our record in the last few games. And it was funny because like when we lost to Edmonton. Good God. Everyone came out of the woodwork. Everyone came out of the woodwork to shit on Atletico. And they're like, you guys gave Edmonton their first victory and you're so yeah. shitty. Yeah. And then it's like to go from that to beating Halifax and Forge at Tim Hortons Field is yeah. like, uh, it's sweet, sweet redemption. Like, well, I mean, the so thing good. is, the, and then they turned around and then they went and freaking destroyed York 3-0. So, yeah, like, which, you know, it's l- lucky for them that uh, we lost to Edmonton first. Otherwise, that would have been even more of a fucking meme result than it already is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was funny because, like, a lot of the York fans were the ones that were shitting on us the hardest. And then they lost 3-0 to, <laughs> to Edmonton. No, so exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, can it's shut our, the fuck up. Our goal conceding record in the last six games, we've conceded twice. <laughs> and one of those was a handball, too. It's, it so, it's so, so stupid, but so good. I know. And then the yeah. other one was, was off a corner against Edmonton. Yeah, so exactly. We're just, I, don't, I, I hardly know what it feels like to get scored on. And that's, that feels weird after, you know, shipping six in one game. <laughs> yeah, I was at the game. And I was like, I brought friends and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this isn't how we usually play. Exactly. Uh, but now I can tell them that it, it legit isn't. Because like the amount of times I've sent the message to be like, we're on the table. And they're like, we're not soccer fans. And we're just, we came to one game. But I'm like, yeah, but like, you don't understand. We're so good. <laughs> <laughs> we only came to one game and you were really bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah so um, I mean apart so so apart from Becky Bassett and Miguel like do you got anyone else on your on your standouts Johnny? I mean like I said Miguel Acosta is just fucking mm, he's so I, good. I mean it's he's just, so good. He's just he's just the best and I mean like yeah I I know it, even though he didn't have to make a save against Forge I mean Nathan Ingham just con- continues to be massive yeah for sure he's definitely on my like honorable mentions list like some of the saves he made uh, I mean he didn't have to face a lot of shots because our defense is so fucking good yeah. but like when he does he is excellent like his ball sense on corners to watch him yeah. like in the Forge game we talked about it earlier like Atletico is a team that that corners can sometimes be scary for mm-hmm. um, and by sometimes I mean all the time Um, But I'm starting to get confidence, not in the fact that we're going to clear the ball off a corner, but in the fact that I'm like, Nathan Ingham is going to jump up and grab that ball. Well, he did that multiple times. And I was like, thank fuck that like being uh, vulnerable on corners is not part of this game today. Because if we weren't, if he wasn't doing that well, then it it would be even more nerve wracking than it. Well, and and, and for for Forge, like Becker is one of the best corner takers in the entire league. For sure. And he curled some real nice corners in, but every time Nathan was there to stop them. So like, yeah. 
Great work, Nathan. You know, you've, you've been re- drastically reducing my anxiety, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it almost worked in our favor because when we are a little vulnerable off the corners, it's when they put them out into, like, the middle of the box or, like, the back post yeah. or something like that. Like, out to where, like, the keeper is not going to go get yeah, it. Yeah, where it's a little more messy. So, yeah. yeah, it's a little more messy. So when you get someone like Becker, who is who is a set-piece wizard, like, curling it straight into, like, the the, the middle of the of the nest, the six, yeah, it's, exactly. it kind of works in our favor because yeah. he just... Know. Just jumped up and then catch it. So Congratulations, crazy. Becker. You played yourself. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you played yourself. You played yourself. Um, but yeah, so like, I mean, other, for me, other honorable mentions. I think Howarth had a decent game. And it was weird because like he wasn't super shiny in like offense or defense. But I just think like his role in the breakouts that we had were, was mm-hmm. what we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess, uh, I mean, I got to say it. And it's weird to say, like, lastly and weirdly, Balu Tabla, but on defense. <laughs> um, so I understand like like when he's in the when he's in the half, the opposing half, he, he seems to have like legs made of jello. Mm-hmm. Like watching him get fouled and fouled and fouled. And like, some of them like were pretty weak fouls and he just kind of like rolled around on the ground or like he was trying to draw a, a call, which I understand. Yeah. But like. Also, if there's if you're fouled and there's not a call, like get up because I watched. Yeah. I think one of the one of the big Forge chances was because he just like laid around on the ground and like let Forge go with the ball. Yeah. That being said, watching him shut down Chonier over and over again was amazing. Every time that guy yeah. got the ball, Balu Tabla was on the left side taking it from him. Yeah. <laughs> the guy had his hand in his pocket. Like, yeah, no, it was, and especially like I mean, Chonier is a hell of a fucking player. He is. Man. He's like, so good. To, he's to, so like, good. He, 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 to, to force him to put up a stinker after the season that he's been having is. Hilarious. And it was Baloo Tabla that did it. It was yeah. Baloo Tabla, one of our like offensive players who had just <laughs> streamed back on the wing and like took him down every time. It was yeah. great. Um, yeah, so so I mean, yeah, he definitely honorable mention for sure. Yeah, I mean, Cargo is just a regular Simeone turning expert attackers into expert defenders. <laughs> <laughs> and we love it. One wonder kid at a time. Yeah, so uh, all right, all right, Johnny, give me give me a disappointment. Who or. Uh, Give me a yeah. Give me a player that didn't perform on your radar as as well as you wanted them to. Give me um, like it's this one's weird because he didn't play that much. But like Kevin Alleman, yeah. Like I kind I know it sounds like really shitty to say, but I sometimes like kind of forget that he plays for our team. I know he was probably <laughs> out with like an injury. I'm guessing for a while and wasn't well, really making the team. Wasn't making the bench and. But basically every time he comes, like I think at the beginning of the season he might have had one or two like sort of maybe glimpses of like, you know, hope or like, you know, maybe a really good move or something like that. And I sort of was like, okay, maybe he can really be one of our good like depth attacking options. But I mean, he's just, he's kind of a ghost out there. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, like, I mean, I, I want to like him. I want mm-hmm. to like Kevin yeah. Alleman. Mm-hmm. That being said, like. If he wants to be in the starting 11 and he played, he started against Forge. Like, if you want to yeah. be in that position, like, you can't be having these games. I mean, he yeah. won, you know, the guys the guys in a defensive, marginally defensive role, and he won 50% of his ground duels against Halifax. And then to <clears throat> starting, he won 38% of his ground duels against Forge. So you can, when you're playing the type of game that we were playing, you can't you can't be putting no because like because that. as soon as they pick your pocket and get the ball, like we're like how do I preface this? Normally, I would say in this in this case, as soon as they pick your pocket, we're fucked. But because we have the defense that we have, they mm-hmm. they were able to bail him out on our like twenty seven yeah, clearances or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. So I mean yeah, Alamin's on mine as well. Um, I just I think that he needs a lot more work. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, for me, I would also put up. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Vlad the Sad. Uh, <laughs> I know we've been calling him Vlad the Chad, but yeah. like, I hate changing his moniker. Um, but like, he I mean, hasn't he hasn't really been doing anything Chad like. No, so like I mean, he has the potential to be ruthless. Like mm. I think, and and I've seen some some flashes of brilliance from him, and I think everybody out there has seen some flashes of brilliance from him because mm. some of the plays that he makes are excellent. That being said. Like when you when you watch him, like, and I don't want to like shit on him too hard, especially for the Forge game because he was for the for most of the game, like this first seventy minutes, he was basically our only attacker. It was like they oh exactly like, like we're not played, like we weren't exactly setting him up for fucking success in that game. No, yeah, he, he, we would like we would like kick the ball to him and it would be like a sea of orange, and then yeah. like just Vlad just getting yeah. murdered by a bunch of Forge players. But I mean, I just I think that like. He's he was honestly by 55 minutes like I'm watching again on the plane on my like shitty you know cell phone screen. Yeah. Uh, I was like by 55 minutes I was like he's gassed like I was yeah. like they need to take him off, mm-hmm. um, and that didn't help the fact that like he just wasn't playing a great game and then he was also tired and it's like mm-hmm. man. Um, and again, Cargo made the right decision. I think everyone out there who's watching the game was like, we saw the subs go through. And, you know, when they brought on like McKendry and they brought on Neba and they brought on, uh, you know, like Ma- Malcolm Shaw, which all of us were expecting. I, I think that we were in Verhoeven like that was anyone with a brain who's watched football for like any amount of their life could be like, OK, well, here's the players are going to bring on. And then he did because those were the that was a smart play. But I think Vlad like. He may he he maybe should have been a halftime sub because I don't think he contributed shit to the second half, except yeah. being tired. So um, no, and I mean like like we were saying we weren't exactly playing a type of game that was going to you know make, make a, like a, a poaching target man striker like look good, and you know it's yeah. just sort of like stranded up there by himself in the middle. He gets the ball and he, he can you you can be as much of a hold up god as you friggin' want. Like if no one can catch up to you in time to do anything with it, then what? But I mean, what but, that, but that that you say he's a hold up like or whatever like to say like you could be a hold up god, but he wasn't even that. Like yeah. the amount of giveaways he had was just kind of disappointing. And yeah. we know that Vlad can can put the performance out, um, but whether I think he can sustain that for ninety minutes is a whole other. You know, ball game for us. I just, I just, we, I need him to score a goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I maybe, and you know what? Maybe that's what, maybe that's what's gonna crack open the egg. You know, like Vlad finally goal, putting like, one in the net. You know, a, a header off a corner or something. You know, just like a towering header. Like, like, just give me something that makes that shows. I mean, you're a striker and it's 13 games and you haven't scored a goal. You know yeah. what I mean? Like as much as as much as we shit on like Malcolm and Brian and stuff, like they've each scored three, I think, yep. so far this season. Yeah, I think and so. like you've scored none. So yeah, exactly. So and, you know, and like, it, a lot of people say, "Oh, those goals aren't everything when it comes to being a player." When you're a striker, yes, they are. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so Vlad, you're Vlad the sad until you score a goal. So mm-hmm. you should do that. Um, and then probably, yeah, probably my my other uh, major major disappointment. Uh, major. <laughs> Sorry, major is not the word I want to use. My no, other, it's not the word at all. But like, <laughs> the my other kind of my of ma- my meh disappointment uh, was was Sissoko. I think that like he was kind of a non-factor in both games, um, and it sucks because we've seen him in that defensive midfield role. And we talked about it. I think the last the last episode we put out, like mm-hmm. when he is effective or when he's like on, he's on. Like, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, he's so good. Like in that role of like the one in the four one four one in the high high defensive mid role. Yeah. That being said, that being said, I mean, you know, 
he only won forty percent of his ground duels as a defending against, against Halifax. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, and you're that's like, not bruh. Good, no, that's not a good number <laughs> right there. No, and you're I, like, bruh. I, I know, I noticed the same thing, and yeah. like, like there was some positives of his game. But at the same time, it's like there was so like it was like he was almost trampoline shins out there. You know, he yeah. had the first touch of like a Lukaku. I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're you're not winning. <laughs> Super this hard touch. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like even if you get the better of the ball, you just launched it to someone else. And like he seemed a little hot, hot headed at times, too. He was yeah. just a little just a little off the pace. Yeah. So so I mean, again, I think that he's kind of our hot and cold player. I think that yeah. like when he's hot, he's hot. And when he's cold, he is ice cold. So yeah. he had a couple cold games. I'm really hoping that he improves. Um, but, you know, I guess we'll we'll see this weekend. Yep. Um, and then lastly, I mean, I'm going to put Malcolm Shaw in here, not because he's played a bad game or mm-hmm. games, uh, but I just like, man, the guy's on a hell of gold drought right now. <laughs> like, yeah. I just I want. Mean, I'm sure it pisses him off, too. Man. For sure. Um, so so he's he's disappointed with an asterisk right now, yeah. I think, just, just because I want him to score goals. I know he wants to score goals. He's our, like, probably, I'm going to put it out there, like one of our, most talented attackers um but he, there just hasn't been what we want to see from him yeah. in the last few games so and the thing in the last while like I, I put him on blast in the last episode too and like i'm not gonna do it again but just know that it's, nope. you know it's basically it's it's been like the same sort of scenario in the past well and you again, again you can't put him on blast for the forge game because he came on with like what 50 yeah oh yeah exactly exactly, <laughs> like, exactly and i mean could he have scored i don't know maybe if we had the right I mean, he, we had a few chances, but like at the same time, yeah. So Malcolm Shaw with an asterisk. He did sure. draw the foul for the uh, free kick. So you know what true. I mean? That's 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 actually true. a pretty invaluable uh, contribution. No, true. Right and, and I mean, I, I, I also rewatched that foul, and I was like, it's pretty obvious. And also, like the ref, like Carly, was like literally right next to it. Yeah. And I'm like, you dummy! You know, <laughs> like don't like on the on the forge. Like I mean, yeah. on forge team. So yeah. Um, and then obviously Ollie Bassett just buried it, which is oh, so good. Um, what he does. Did what he does. So, um, yeah. areas of improvement. Cool. Um, I mean, I think it's very hard to like. S- s- it's 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 strategically it's hard. It's hard to watch two away games in places that we've never won before, and then get six points on that road trip, and then it's hard for me to be like, "Well, here's how we need to improve." We obviously yeah. played it exactly how we needed to play it. Yeah, and like we heard and it not at every the start of the episode like from yeah. we heard it at the start of the episode from Johnny MacArthur himself mm-hmm. <laughs> about like you know you were like oh we're not gonna win and then like here we are but <laughs> but i do think that like our mids and i've talked about it over and over again is like get giving giving them chances to like do what they want with the ball in like the the middle third um is really like tough because i think that we have the skill in the midfield to press or at least put a little more pressure on their offense to to do something dumb mm-hmm. but they're they're able to spread out and I think that's going to be our Achilles heel, um, if we have one in the mm-hmm. defense, is is spreading them out thin enough that they get a bit of room. And yeah. the, re- the way that these teams, and I watched Forge do it a few times, is they'll spread the field as far as they can from corner or, you know, from touchline to touchline. And then that's when they'll start putting the moves on us in order to, like, put the ball in the middle of the net or yeah. in the middle of the, the, the pitch. So... Um, and I mean, yeah, it's it's it happened a bunch of times, you know, the the give and goes, and then the the cross across the six yard box. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the only reason it 
we didn't get scored on a bunch of times was because of Drew Becky and Miguel Acosta putting their yeah. bodies on the line. Yeah. Um, and we want to keep them as healthy as possible. So if we could ta- stop getting, having to make them block shots, with their faces and stuff, they're like, great. please, we can't do that every game. <laughs> they're like, Concussions are tough every game. <laughs> like I uh, shudder to think, I shudder to think of what their fucking legs look like right now after sliding all over that plastic pitch. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a Swiss cheese um, yeah. or whatever you want to, whatever euphemism you're going to use but like yeah so it's, so that's tough I think that there are, our mids need, just need to put a little more pressure and I mean again we have the skill to do it I just think we have to do it mm. and I get that we're playing a defensive game but part of that defensive game is giving our defense a, a chance yeah. and our midfields have the ability to do it and they just really didn't I, mm. I think especially in the forge game yeah. they really like didn't give them to them so like they're not doing us any favors yeah. um, however I mean our defense is so good that it doesn't matter so um, but it won't be like that every game. So we need to like <laughs> not keep doing that. So, yeah. um, and I think the other area for improvement is just like, man, the sheer number of long balls to nowhere was very frustrating to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you, like Ottawa. And I think the, the, the commentator would say like, well, Ottawa had the ball for like 2.5 seconds before they gave it away. And you're like, bruh, <laughs> like, they would just clear the ball with no target. And it would just yeah. like, land at the feet of a forge player or they would like be alone getting a header and then a chest to control it i just like i wish we were a little more deliberate when we got possession um so if we could just like do that that would be great it's well it i we've also been sort of dunked on by commentators before being like why are their goal goal kicks so bad and like even last season we had that too it's like it, it, and it's weird because sometimes we'll have we'll have the CBs lined up at the edge of the box, and it's like, all right, we're going to build up from the back instead of doing a goal kick. So then he'll pass the ball over to Becky, and then Becky will just kick it down to no one. I'm like, well, what was the point of even doing that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I think that that's that's I think it's less of a uh, I think it's less of an issue this year than last year. Yeah, um, but but, but at the same time, like you don't want to just be a dump in the ball to nowhere. Like yeah. guys, like. If you're gonna do that, at least at least have a, a in this case a blue shirt or I don't yeah I don't remember what color well, we were in stripes in Halifax. No, we we're playing. Uh, no, we we're in blue again. Blue. Yeah, which, they were why, why do we keep why do we keep wearing our I don't third jersey? No, dude, it's like either. it's this league type of shit. Why are why are both teams wearing away colors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could be wearing a home, and and it and it wouldn't have been a problem. It's because our third jerseys are so cool. Honestly, uh, like they're kind of lucky. We we we've, we've played very well in in our in our third jerseys this season. That's true. So. That is true. Um, but yeah, so so some dark magic there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, those are probably my two areas for improvement. You got any more other than that? Or throw-ins. This Throw- is oh, that that's a good point. Me. That is the thing that bothers point. me a lot is that I hate getting a throw-in and then expecting the ball to be given away. Yeah. When when the amount of throw-ins that we have that turn into turnovers make it so that when we get a throw-in, it's almost a disadvantage because yeah. you know you're just going to turn it over. You know that you, you know that you're going to fold under whatever little pressure they put you under. And I, and I know that they're, they're not easy. Like, you know, it's not easy to get open for a throw-in. You try and do the thing where you throw it to the guy and he gives it right back to you, and then you do something with it. Like it's 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 a tricky little trick to pull off, and you, you don't always it doesn't always come off. But it's no, just, but we I think we saw that in both games. Like you would have a throw-in, it would go to the player that it was intended for, and normally, I mean, anyone that's played football out there, like at any level, they're like, you got to move around to get the ball. You got to move around to get the ball. And the amount of times I saw players pick up the ball on the on the byline and be like. 
just have their hands outstretched like or like yelling about people getting open i'm like you should never have to tell people to get open on a throw-in ever yeah Yeah. so so yeah so yeah definitely uh i think that's your only job is the person (laughs) to be open yeah Yeah. so uh but you're right like we did give away a ton of balls on throw-ins which sucks sucks dude i hate it like like i I said it like it sucks watching us get a throw in and being like, well, this is we're, this is a disadvantage now. They're like, let it go throw in. You're like, well, I mean, really, it's a forged free kick. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, <Yeah>. <laughs> according to my research. Oh, um, fuck. But yeah, so, so right. I think that that's good. Well, so all right. Well, the moment of the match. What's your moment of the match for? Uh, <laughs> man, uh, for me, honestly, <laughs> weird. Uh, funnily enough, uh, the moment of the match for me was the entire Forge coaching staff getting yellows. <laughs> like, it was so funny, so funny, and like, and then the assistant coach getting ejected for throwing his iPad. I <laughs> died. I died, and I. <laughs> so good. Oh my goodness! Well, it's like. <laughs> Talk about throwing the friggin' toys out of the pram because things aren't going your way, man. And, like, as the team that was absolutely just defending to the death for the whole game, hoping to not concede a goal, to then, like, get a free kick, you know, probably kind of possibly break the rules a little bit while scoring it, and then having them all lose their shit and get cards for it, and then still come out the end of it with a little fucking win is like, oh, (laughs) chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So to me, that's the moment of the match. Um, I mean, like, with that being said, I mean, Bobby Simriotis, like, if you're listening, which you probably are because I feel like most coaches and players listen to this podcast, um, (laughs) like, man, you're one of the best coaches in the league, despite that terrible beard and bald combo that you're rocking. (laughs) So, like, like, you're supposed to set the bar for what Canadian coaches are supposed to accomplish, like, how they do it. You're supposed to be a role model. Like, man, throwing a hissy fit at goals, especially one, like, especially goals that your keeper could have stopped. Like, really, like, man, Henry should have stopped that goal. Like, if he was, like, if he was good. Mm. Um, so, so I mean, uh, to me, it's like amateur at best, disgraceful at worst. Like, just take the L and move on, bro. Well, like, and then the worst part is he came out in the post game and I was like, bro, shut the fuck up. About, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that, like, you, like, just take the L, man. Just take the L. The, the, the re- the, here's the other thing, too, is that um, part of the reason why they conceded that goal and part of the reason why there was a bit of the sort of ambiguity about the rule mm. about who was in the wall, it's because the wall itself was extremely messy and ambiguous in the first yeah. place. There wasn't... You look Every time you look at the replay, you're like, where is the clear wall? It's just a cluster of people. Yeah. So, you well, know, the gift, like that, that probably contributes a lot to, you know, freaking Carly is literally watched that whole thing from like 10 yards away, looked at them, set the wall up, watch where they're standing. And then even according to freaking Gareth in the post thing, he's like, even Tr- uh, 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 Tristan Borges and Kyle Becker were complaining about the wall. I was like, well, then why didn't anyone say anything about it at the moment? Yeah. No one said shit. But I mean, and then you say that, and then Gareth Wheeler jumps on Twitter and like, it was a legal goal. And I'm like, that's a classic clown-ass garbage take by Gareth Wheeler. Like, Fucking it's no, just... Man. Like, man. don't tell me people were complaining about it after the fact and then not also answer, well, why didn't they say anything during? How many times did people was, get out of the, fruit, the wall and be like, hey, this guy's in the wall and he's not supposed to be? You see it happen every single fucking game. But it, but it, but I think that 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 is the the nail in the coffin for like the argument that like oh well they're breaking the rules in the wall is that the referee was right there and yeah. no one said anything to her. Yeah, you can be angry about you know people being like oh well according to section five point two mm-hmm. of the blah 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 whatever you want to do. But if you don't say anything to the referee at the time, 
and say like, hey, this is a problem, yeah. then shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I'm well, sorry, amount, but like, that's just of, how it is. The amount of people that came afterwards and possibly didn't even know that rule existed, yeah. that were almost like looking for some sort of reason to invalidate what had just occurred. Losing right? to Ottawa. And I mean, well, exactly. <laughs> losing at home to Ottawa. And then, like, it's funny. You can literally tell that Gareth Wheeler went looking for this rule change on Twitter because he liked the tweet immediately after the game and then quoted that tweet on the air. So yeah. we're talking, like, we're literally talking about people that, like, it, it's at the time, they it, it's, it wasn't some sort of egregious fucking breaking of the rules. No, it wasn't like, it wasn't a clear and egregious handball. A clear handball in the buildup or anything like that. Or a clear foul from the defender before he goes and then hits the ball in. But yeah. it was one of those things that, you know, gets refereed a little bit fast and loose sometimes. I mean, if every fucking foul throw got called out, then we would never finish a game of soccer. But not but not only that, like, if we look at, at McLaren's performance up until that point, like, to me, she... she she officiated an excellent game, which Fantastic. was, which was, which was, I mean, aside from, in my opinion, the Tiso yellow card at 44 minutes for kicking the ball away, that was kind of wonky, but whatever. <laughs> um, you know, now I'm picking flies at a horse shit or, but or I get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, she officiated an excellent game. I, I think a fair game. Like there was really no like advantage either one way or the other. And Again, if if she didn't call it, if you're not going to say anything about it, then shut up. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, basically, yeah. yeah. No, it was it was it was a moment of the match, but also sort of marred by a little bit of like disappointment in, in, in like everyone else involved and how they acted. Like, like, yeah, like, it, like, like, just take your L and fucking move on, bro. Like, yeah, it was, maybe it get was a shot hella, on target next it time. It was hella unprofessional. And like, I get, <laughs> and I get, I, I want to put myself in their shoes. Like, I get why they're frustrated because they should have had at least, I don't know, at least one or two goals by then. And their players just didn't, couldn't finish, yeah. um, mostly because Miguel or Drew's face were in the way. But, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you 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 can't not capitalize on those, and they didn't. So you know, you you got to take the L, in my yep. opinion. And I, I think I think that um, Cargo's response in the post match was absolutely perfect. She's like, "What?" And the, the fact that they tried to get that out of him was like pretty like unprofessional as well. Like basically yeah. trying to get him to admit, "Did you guys cheat? Did you guys break the rules?" And his response of, listen, I didn't see the replay. It's my job to coach. It's the ref's job to ref. Yeah. It's the player's job to play. So but if we all that, do like, our jobs, we've seen, then we've you can't seen ask me what happens when there's job. poor effort. There's, we've seen what happens when there's poor officiating. Yeah. And we've seen what's, ha- what's happened when there's good officiating. Yeah. And to me, it's, it's part of the game. And as unfortunate, and we bitch about it. We do. We bitch about it a yeah. lot. Oh, yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, it's it's also frustrating in the opposite way in that, like, the fact that they didn't call that or whatever you want to say about it. Like, the they had their opportunity to say something about it. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like a, a kind of gray area. Maybe it's a foul. Maybe it's not. Da-da-da-da-da. This yeah. was, if you have a legitimate objection to the way that we're playing. And again, we didn't put a guy in the wall. We didn't put a player in the wall. It was it was Malcolm Shaw at the end of the wall. 
Yeah, and I mean, if you're within a meter, it's still breaking the rules. But I mean, like mm -hmm. I said, it almost looked more like a clump than it looked mm -hmm. like an actual wall. So that's yeah. probably why, like, anyone look That's probably why uh, she didn't call it out. And, you know, like you well, said. Well, Henry had so much time to set his wall up. So everyone much Everyone had so much time, dude. That that free kick, kick, kick actually didn't take place until, like, two or three minutes after the foul. And it was ridiculous. So all these people, so, like, you stood there, you all saw what happened, and you didn't say anything. And now, just after seeing that absolutely master class of a free kick, you're going to try and come after the fact and be like, no, actually, there was a technical rule change. Like, why didn't anyone in the wall say anything? <laughs> or, like, yeah, any of the staff until after the goal was scored. And then Just they're like, are you kidding up. me? Like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so now that we're done shitting on the coaching staff, <laughs> for it, <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you want to say? We jump to the mailbag. I actually have one more other oh, moment of the match. Oh, yes. Let's it hear is it. This is in the Halifax match. And Let's hear this it. is, uh, the, I love, if you're watching the broadcast, you would have seen, I think there was four what looked like pretty fucking hardcore Ottawa fans there at the game. Yes. Had, like the face painted, they had the flags and shit. They were fucking giving it. And then after Miguel Acosta's goal, everyone ran to like this small contingent of away fans to like go celebrate with <laughs> yeah. them. And my favorite part of it was that there's this, like, one old fella, like, down on ground level with the Halifax jersey, like, trying to push them away because he's, like, salty <laughs> that they just conceded a second goal. He's like, whoa, 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 relax, relax. Don't come running like this towards the fans and ever. It's like, bro, shut up. Like, get out of the way. <laughs> I love it. Honestly, it's 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 so fun to, like, watch Stop that kind of stuff go down. such a poor sport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you know for a fact if Halifax had scored, their fans would have gone nuts. So, like, yeah. Well, I mean, for let sure. You know what I mean? Let and these like, four ATO fans in Halifax yeah, have their and, day. Like, I mean, like whether whether they traveled, I doubt they traveled just for this, or if they lived there. Even if they lived there, you know, they went into the friggin' belly of the beast, you know, wearing red and white stripes. So like, let the players celebrate in front of them. Like, stop being. But also, such how dope a is it, little baby? Yeah. But also, how dope is it that the players see four Atletico fans <laughs> and are like, "That's our supporters. Let's do it. Hell yeah, <laughs> let's do this." <laughs> Oh, God, they love, love us, it. and it's so good. Yep. It's so good. <laughs> yep, so yep good. it's so good. Well, you've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG Mailbag. That means it's the mailbag time, ladies and gentlemen. Cool. Mailbag. So this is the segment of this podcast that is specifically for CCSG members. So if you have a question or a hot take or anything else, and I'm, I'm, changing, up, I'm changing up the intro to the mailbag right now. But if you have anything at all that you want us to talk about, and mm -hmm. I, the reason why I'm doing it is because this week was real, real, real fiery with some of the questions. Fiery. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Tune in um, and submit your questions before the podcast and we will read them and discuss our hot takes of your hot takes. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw the first one to you there, Patrick. Shoot the puck. I hear your take and by puck, this. I mean um, soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> How come our away record is so good this year compared to home? Um, ooh, that's so. So, I, I think I don't know if it's good. It's good. Yeah, but I mean, our home record isn't shit, though. No, exactly. I, I think that we we have a decent home record and we have a better away record. Um, I honestly think it's probably just because of scheduling. And as as weird as that is to say, I think that when we go away. We generally play away games kind of close together. So, like, you're talking like, okay, well, we're going to play against Pacific and then FC Edmonton and then da da da. And that mm -hmm. way, now we're going to play against York and maybe Halifax and whatever. So, um, I think that that's, that's 
a, a factor. I'm going to call mm-hmm. it for, for CPL scheduling for us. Yeah. Um, however, our home games, I think, are, are, are played well by the team. And I, I, can't, I can't fault them. I mean, the hardest part is, like, our biggest loss this season, when we talk about our biggest loss, was at home. Was it? At, yeah. was, at, was at TD Place. And then I talk about every week that we have a home game, we talk about the dub and, like, the effect they have on the game. And they do. I honestly do think that the dub has an effect on the team in that they know that their diehard fans and their, their the passion of the team is there at their home field at TD Place. Mm-hmm. Um why are they so separate separated like honestly I, d- I don't know i honestly just think that like over time cargo has developed the team the way he's developed it and maybe on the road they're just a little more focused on the games and less focused on like the fact that they're at home and whatever like they're just focused on winning um i don't like i, I wish i had an answer i wish i had an answer for this to say like well this is the this is the you know the key that is why we play better away than at home yeah um but when we say again you're right when we say like okay well we play better away than at home. We still have a decent record at home as well. Our um, home, you want to you want to know the records real quick. So yes. home record: three wins, one draw, two losses. Um, goals for five, mm-hmm. goals against eight. Mm. Keep in mind one of those six, is a six goal games. Six, yeah, six of those. So a GD of minus higher. three at home. I mean, it yeah. skews everything. Um, and there's there's been six home games, there's been seven away games. So home three one two away four wins two draws and one loss. So we made yes. the extra game with the win and then we switched one of the draws for a loss. Nine goals for five goals against. Yeah. GD so I I, I I think that again this comes down to scheduling and we talked about consistency for the team. I think we have an incredibly consistent team as far as wins ties and losses in yep. in record. Mm-hmm. But I think it just comes down to scheduling and when it happens to be like away games and home games. Because I, I think we play just as good away as we do at home which is something that a lot of teams struggle with. Mm. Um, and I don't think Ottawa has that problem. Yeah, I mean, I, tr- I, tr- I really, I tried to sort of find some sort of definitive reasoning for this, and, and I came, you know, up with diddly squats. And one, one angle I wanted to put um, is that I know we do a lot better with Becky than without Becky. Yes. That's the thing that, you know, one of our supporters has brought up with us, that the record is actually quite different. And so yeah. I was like, okay, you know, with the games that he was suspended for, for his red in the opener with the three games that he was suspended, <laughs> and then the other game, he was suspended for four games. So I was like, all right, let's see if that has anything to do with it. Those four games, we only lost two of them, and only one of them was at home. So, like, yeah. there's really no correlation between no Becky and also being at home. I was like, you know what? The only thing I can come up with is that our style of play maybe lends itself more to being um, the you know the the weaker side or not the weaker side, but the one that's underestimated. Yeah, the, the underdog. Yeah, the underdog. The, the one yeah. that the one that doesn't get a lot of the ball. And like we talked about that earlier. Like, look at our look at our possession yeah. percentage, right? Yeah, exactly. And we play really well when we don't have the ball, and then we just counter with it. We absorb the pressure, and then we counter. And then that type of game is a whole lot more likely when you're away than when you're at home. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair point. So, um, I guess the answer to this question is we have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to the question is that we like to go to your house and ruin your day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I got one for you. Let's. Uh, cool. Okay. What are your thoughts on One Soccer and their incredibly biased coverage of the league and this match in particular? I think they're talking about the Forge match. I think. <laughs> Just a little bit about the Forge match. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look at the way that media talks about Atletico Madrid. 
They yeah. fucking hate them. They do. So like we're pl- if we play kind of the same way, and I mean we're not exactly the same because like Cargo is like a really likable guy, like Drew Becky's a really likable guy. Like we're not really like hateable like people, but yeah. the way we don't have we don't have a Luis Suarez to like <laughs> like concentrate your hate on. And well, that, that's I guess that's it too. But I mean, just people are in general, unless it's your team, are not very receptive of that style of play. Yeah, you know it's not pretty at all, and they don't like seeing, it. and they like it even worse when it's effective. So, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, yeah. and when you, if you also you know put the tinfoil hat on there and talk about how one soccer really loves to friggin' harp on Forge all the time, it's just Forge losing at home to us playing that style of game is gonna just you know it's like a double whammy. Yeah, send them into uh, raptures. Well, I did. It sent Gareth Wheeler into like a raptures. It was wild. <laughs> I was watching it. I'm like, and there's no way that. That you're this pressed right now like why are you you're tripping over your words like you're almost fucking shaking and yelling like why are you this upset about this well and especially because you're a color commentator for one sock and you're supposed to be neutral but anyway yeah. how are you like <laughs> double firing off tweets about this too it's like why is this the one egregious roughing decision that you are going to like uh, go off the deep end about yeah meanwhile you watch a game in at TD place and it's like oh look Scott Bowman gave out 40 fouls and 17 <laughs> red cards <laughs> I want to go you know I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt and after we wrap this up i am going to go and look to see if he tweeted at all about josh Hurd's handball leading up to the goal probably not us. i'm gonna probably i will not. i will i will johnny i will bet you a beer the next time we meet up that he did not tweet about it okay that's a deal perfect that's a deal <laughs> <laughs> you a lot will see if that bet is honored because i'll be hanging out with all of you so oh that's true <laughs> Um, okay, I've got one for you. This one's a bit of a book. I don't really know okay. how to approach this one. Something about, okay, yeah, Ollie Platt suggested on one soccer that Blue Tabla is not a transfer flop, considering the defensive side that Atletico is. And now Bryce asked this question at GCP during the match. Why is Balou our best defender <laughs> after Balou was playing the ball on our defensive back line? Okay. Is it a case of Balou taking a different kind of role than expected in this Ottawa side, or is it a new role? That he needs to get used to, or has or has Blue Tablet just not lived up to the expect, uh, expectation that he was signed to play? Whoa, rapid fire questions. Okay, yeah. uh, I will address them in order. Uh, is it a case of Blue Tablet taking a different role as, as expected? I think we talked about this kind of leading up, really in a bunch of the games. Mm-hmm. Everyone expected Blue Tablet to be like our like talisman attacker, yeah. and I don't think he fills that role. I think he feels no. kind of more of like a hold-up technical player, mm-hmm. and Malcolm Shaw remains the tip of the spear. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, is it a new role he just needs to get used to? I, I don't think so. I think that we've, we've put him kind of on the, on the wing-ish, I'm going to call it, um, because we know that he can be effective. And I talked about it earlier in the amount of defensive challenges he put out, especially against Chonier. Like, yeah. He man, like he is just—he's good. He has sure feet on the defense. Yeah. My concern with him is like the amount of fouls that he takes in the offense because I think he's probably one of the most foul players in the league. He's a and then foul guy. Yeah. yeah, but then on top of that, he. He, he thinks that he should be fouled even more than that yeah. um, because we saw it, you know, we created some chances during the Forge game um, where you're like, bro, just like get up off your ass and don't put your arms out and hope for a foul. <laughs> um, so, so is it a new role he's getting used to? I think so. I think part of it has to do with the fact that like he's not playing that like high striker attacker, attack, attack, attack position. Um, has he not live up to expectations? I think that, I think he, 
expectations were just too high to begin with. I think people saw the fact that like, oh, he's coming from Barcelona and then he went to uh, Montreal Impact and then now he's playing in our league. They're like, he's going to be incredible. And don't get me wrong, Belly Tabla is an extremely good player. He's mm-hmm. so good. And I love watching his interplay with with Ollie Bassett especially. Yeah. Um, or, even, or even Carl Howarth. Like, they're, they're back and forth sometimes if they're playing on the field together. But... At the same time, I, I think that the expectation was that we were he was going to come in and be like, oh, my God, he's going to be the holy grail for the team and we're going to rack up, you know, a gajillion goals this season. Mm-hmm. And in reality, I think that Carlos and our strategy just isn't built for that. We're not built to, like, be a team that pumps out six, you know, six or five or four goals a game. We're a team that's built to, and we saw it against Forge, we're a team that's built to take take punishment for mm-hmm. most of the game yeah. and then you know scoop in a, a one or a two goal game and pick up three points so i'm not yeah. disappointed i'm not disappointed however i do think that it is a, a new role for him to play and i think that he's been doing it generally fairly effectively well here's my take um i think that <clears throat> it, it's it's weird because I, I think the really hypedness about him was a lot more just the one soccer media because they like to um, oh yeah you know, for with sure the, with, with the, what I would see of actual expectations is from both fans of Ottawa and fans of other teams they were expecting him to come here and then flop the fuck out because like he has a history right I mean he has a reputation he has a history it's like okay he was a bit of a diva went to Barcelona never cracked the first team went back to Montreal came back with a bodyguard basically was throwing tantrums and stuff thought he was better than all that da, 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 da. he had a reputation and people were sure he was going to end up being like the Freddie Adu of like the modern like Canadian era so seeing him like seeing him turn into a serviceable uh uh player that can play lots of like uh, a player that can play lots of different roles he's played on the right he's played on the left he's played up top he's like a uh, uh, he basically plays wherever he's needed and in the role that he's needed to play in the fact that he's just has turned into um, an industrious player like that for me exceeds expectations you know, yeah. I didn't. I didn't need him to be the striker that scored a whole, a whole bunch of goals. But the fact that someone that apparently had a reputation of being a diva will just absolutely go about his business and do exactly what he's asked to do for the team and for the game and what this team needs to do exceeded mm. my expectation of of how he would treat his Canadian Premier League stint. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I do think that there have been occasions where he has been a bit of a diva, and you're like, bro, like. You know, you're you're still a you're still a a professional footballer. Like you gotta you gotta run through some of those challenges or whatever. You can't just expect a foul every single time. But I think you made a good point, honestly. Like I think that he has done what we need him to do. Yeah. And I want to see him continue to do that. And I'm hoping that he will be able to get a few more goals because I, I think that he has the potential to do so. It's just, you know, to me, it's just a time thing. It's not an if, it's a when. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just he's a guy that keeps his head down and he fights for the shirt and he fights for the team. And a lot of people, especially, you know, opposing fans, really don't like seeing that because they wanted him to come here and, you know, almost be like a Ryan Telfer, just like yeah. pout and not perform and make it look like every second he doesn't want to be here. But like Baloo Tabla absolutely keeps his head down and puts the work in. And I, I mean, he's exceeded my expectations in that. <laughs> yeah, no, agreed. For sure. For sure. All right. So, uh, you want to oh, ask this last one? We like to we like to we like to end on a funny one. We're gonna we're gonna end on a real <laughs> spicy one, I think. Here. Uh, all right. 
Um, create. Oh, I don't even know how to say it. Create the name of the kink that makes ATO fans turn on when they watch the team play, or create the name of the kink that describes yesterday's match against Forge. <laughs> So, um, not everyone out there is a Sens fan, but for ones that are Sens fans, they know that there was a meme that became popular about a year or two ago where they called Sens fans sickos. Yes, Sens sickos, so good. And they like watching the Sens, you know, be very bad, but also sometimes inconvenience other teams in a way that's funny to us. Yeah. And I think that this style of play really sort of leads into that sicko mentality. Like, I think watching <laughs> watching that game against Forge and watching us essentially just stick our faces in front of the ball for 90 minutes and then, like, <laughs> kick in a, 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 an amazing free kick goal that also possibly broke some questionable rules and, like, made a coach get friggin' sent off by throwing his iPad. <laughs> you know, we're definitely standing in the window like, yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now on the plane watching this game on like on my cell phone I was just like the entire time after when the, when that was going down I was like yes yes <laughs> it's like uh, it's like erotic humiliation for the other exactly. team <laughs> you're yeah. just like we love seeing them punished <laughs> yeah I think I think we're sickos and I think I think that a lot of people are more than happy to adopt that mentality for sure and I mean I, I think again I think that that is a huge part of Ottawa sports culture is just like being happy when we're like having like we talked about it, man some of the shithousery that has been done yeah. in the league is it's just it's frustrating to watch if it's the other team but when it's your team you're like yes yeah. this is exactly what i want to see <laughs> yeah well i mean even like ending ending last season on the last day of just you know stopping halifax from making the playoffs on the last day at their own <laughs> venue that is some sicko <laughs> shit right there man and still like, we're like we're still anyway. bottom of the table we're like yeah but we stopped halifax making the playoffs that's what yes <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, whoever submitted this, we are the it's Ottawa sickos, man. Yeah, we're we sickos, are. That's, we just soccer sense, we baby. <laughs> we love it. We have the soccer sense. <laughs> oh my oh, god! God damn it! Uh, well, this has been an episode, man. This has been an episode. It's been a bit of a long one. So let's talk about. Um, obviously, both of these were away. Um, neither of us went to the first watch party because you were halfway across the world, and I was still in Montreal. I went to. The second watch party, uh, the Forge one, I was <laughs> I was a little bit late. A little bit late. <laughs> a little bit late. Yes, I, I walked in basically just as uh, as I got I got caught up. I was there for a whole week. And I got caught up with something. I got I got there just as just after Ollie Bassett scored, and so I walked in. Swinging the scarf, <laughs> singing the Ollie Bassett song, as everyone was, I felt like a rock star. <laughs> there was so many people there, it was so lit, and then like watching that place explode when Ollie Bassett scored was amazing. You have to get yourself down there to the GCP for the watch parties. Patrick, yes. you've been to more than me, obviously. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, watch parties at the GCP, like, man, watch it, like, so even if you're not part of it, the the chat like the the CCSG chat was going you know full blast the whole game people yeah. their hot takes all game mm-hmm. um, so part of I mean we talk about football like being the beautiful game and like a huge part of that's community mm-hmm. and coming together to watch a game 
at the GCP, a, a pub that loves us. And then, like, man, watching, like, Bryce and his son, like, dance to celebrate Ollie's goal. It's beautiful. And, and, yeah, I'm watching the footage on the like, on the plane. I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Like, this is what we love about away games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't been to one, definitely scoot down to the GCP on our next away game and watch it. Well, I, don't, I can't say that because I think our next away game is the road trip. So, yes. Yeah, yeah we were two home is. games in a row and then the next one. You yeah. Know. So, so um, why don't we hawk that right now, actually? Yeah. Road trip. <laughs> On July 21st, CCSG Road Trip, we are heading down to York Lions Stadium, York University, you know, the little excuse for a lion den that they have down there. $100 yeah. gets you the bus there and back and a match ticket, leave it in the morning, coming back in the evening with three points. It's going to be lit. It's going to be loud. It's on the website. There's it's going to be, be loud. There's going to be CCSG website, there's a little bus you click and it takes you to the spot where you buy the tickets. There's like, there's less than 10 left here. I think there is, like yeah. seven or yeah. eight or something We're like that. Real, like, real low. So yeah. limited, limited, real limited. Low. So definitely jump on that for sure. Yep. Get on um, that. But uh, yeah, I got to give a shout out. Honestly, I really do to, to CCSG's very own Eddie Bennon for the, for the hot stove the every hot week. Um, yep. The hot stoves are so good. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, it's it's fun to jump on a Twitter space with with just anyone and everyone and talk <laughs> about the team and the game and like you're like ah oh, I think we're gonna win by this score because of my super limited Google research. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 great if you want to hear fans talk about the players, fans mm. talking about the the records, you know, guys yeah. talk about stats. Um, I got to give a shout, you know, a special shout out to uh, to Joey Hino like for helping provide stats breakdowns both oh, yeah. for after the whistle but also for every hot stove I think we've been on to, to watch him swoop in and just crush somebody with yeah. like legitimate stats is no. just oh man we love he's having you on one of the best out there he's oh, just yeah. the best out there <laughs> yeah so, uh, and so we're yeah, happy he's on our side <laughs> yeah we're very happy he's on our side but if you ever want to come to a hot stove just please don't engage Joey if you don't have to because he will pull out the most crazy stats to, to prove his point if you come so, out the king you best not miss basically. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> uh yeah so next matchup let's talk about it cavalry cavalry Listen, cavalry at home normally the lock for us yeah yeah based on right? uh, we, I, but I, I mean forge thought that about us going to tim Hortons yep, field yep so and cavalry are top of the form table have been for weeks they are doing plus nine right goal now. differential they're absurd. They are very, yeah, very, are very good. good. They are not like they were. The thing is, is that when they used to be a lock for us, it's because they basically had like no goal scoring options, and now they have like three. Yeah. Now they now they have like you know a late sort of not a late because we're only halfway through the season, but they have like a new challenger contender. Arabin Peppel has what fucking three or four goals in like new the past challenger three games has or something. <laughs> it's absurd. Like yeah, okay, nice. like they just they have their goal scoring uh, pieces now. So. Yeah. They're they're a scary team. They're a scary team. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. Top of the table clash. Yeah, it, it's it's rough to know how we're gonna play that game at home. You know what I mean? Man, Away, it sounds, I would assume, it sounds so good to hear that though. It's a yeah. top of the table a top clash of the between table Ottawa clash. and Calgary. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so so good and uh, not fluky so either. We're halfway through no. the season and we're more than three points up from third place. This is a true true top of the table clash. Yeah, and the winner is taken top of the table for the next couple of weeks, I think. So if there was a game for you to come and view at TD Place yep. and you're a casual fan, this mm-hmm. is the one. This because I one. think it's going to be a, a clash of giants. Honestly, it really is. Yep. Because Cavalry has had a game, or has had a season of 
you know, very offensive season and we've had a very defensive season. Yeah. So you're probably seeing one of the top performing offenses play against one of the I don't I'm not even gonna say one of playing against the top defense Talk in the entire shit. Canadian Premier League. So there you go. It's gonna be an event. It's gonna be an event. And you know what? If you wanna go there and you wanna go in the dub, hit up Ticketmaster. Which you, which you do. You do want to you go do. The dub. You want to be in the dub. Um, shit, what's, we switched to Ticketmaster. What's what's the process now? You 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 click on a link. Do you do you still yeah? Put you code go in? to you go yeah. You go to the website. There's a link there. Uh, it hyperlinks you into being able to to. Mm. So I don't think you have to enter anything anymore. Um, yeah. From what I gather, but anyway, if you have any issues with it, definitely there's a bunch of contact info on the website. Um, but if you're trying to buy tickets for the game, where you want to sit is the dub because it's it is dub. off the charts every single home game. Yep. Tune in for the pre-match hot stove the night before with the yep. event as we were talking about. It's always lit. It Get is. Your tickets in the dub for the game. Stay tuned to the following two. Our, our schedule isn't dumb anymore, so it, it, we're <laughs> going to have a game on the weekend and then, then after the whistle on the Tuesday, the way that it should be. The way that it's supposed to be yeah, every exactly. week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's going to be great. Uh, Patrick, you got, any, you got any last thoughts about this? It's, it's been a long one. Like we just, uh, but, you know, that, that, a, double, a double match week like that deserved a long one. It deserved a long one, and I mean, it's been a while since we've recorded one of these, so I'm yep. glad we can put it out there to you guys. Um, I'm just going to say that I'm incredibly proud of the team. Mm. I'm incredibly proud of the club in general, and also just the, the, the fans, man. CCSG has, like, man, our social media presence is <laughs> like, so ridiculous. Like, the amount of memes that yeah. get generated just out of, like, I mean, I think there's, like, a Mount Rushmore meme with, like, Carlos <laughs> and, like, Espeo and, and Molly Bat. Like, it was, and then there was one of, like, Carlos and the statue in the, in the House of Commons. Like, there are so many just, like, good, good memes out there. So, I gotta give hats off to the fans, um, especially the, the folks from CCSG, so... Keep doing community. what you're doing. It yeah. it's, keep you just, keep it, doing what you're doing, and the, yeah. like being so memey, but also being good is like yeah, it's the best. It's the best combo. The best. We're good, the and best. we get to make fun of other teams. So. <laughs> <laughs> this has been after the whistle. I am Johnny. I'm here with Patty. Yeah, let's fucking go. Go, go and let it go against cats let's at home. Let's get it. that W at home. Let's get that W at home. Table, baby. Yeah. Nice. Hey.